Greetings, Alpha Seekers. Welcome to Nugent Capital. And uh, today's episode is a, a Notre Dame episode. Now, uh, I went to the Little Notre Dame, as they called it back then, Mount Carmel High School, 6410 South Dante in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, so we got a little bit of that, that Domer mentality. You know, the slogan was, you... Uh, you come here as a boy, if you struggle and work hard, you will leave as a man. And, yeah, I didn't really struggle that much or work that hard, so I'm still waiting to achieve manhood. But, um, you know, when I was there, I was into it. Like, you know, one year our football team went 0-8 or something, and we had a funeral pep rally, which, <laughs> it was like somebody died. We The gym was dark, and, you know, we all stood there literally like somebody died. And Nick Yashua, who was a teacher at the time, gave a like a funeral elegy for Mount Carmel's football program. And it was like, you know, it, didn't, it took me about 30 years to think, hey, wait a minute, I wasn't on a football team. I was, I was, you know, losing for the wrestling team. What do you want me to do about it? But, you know, that stuff is still deep in my psyche. Um, I, I used to approach life like it was a football game, and then I realized that that didn't work real well for me. So I went into more of a sort of a passive, apathetic type of a mode, but which gets you in fewer arguments with people. But there was a time when I was an extremely intense dude. And uh, so I'm watching the Notre Dame game today, and uh, they had the State Farm halftime report, and it's like the best halftime show I ever saw because it kind of stirred the old echoes and I thought to myself you know here I am still in the arena at my advanced age when I should probably be you know sitting back and playing spades or something if that's still politically correct and uh, so I just thought I would share a few little nuggets of this thing uh, you know, Brian Kelly has got a great record at Notre Dame, and he believes that their legacy is just getting started. So he starts out, it's like vignettes. They followed him around as he coaches with a camera, and they got locker room footage. And he says, uh, you know, this is a damn fo- damn good football team. Let's go out and win a freaking national championship. And uh, then he says about masks, he says, uh, every week, we we want you guys to wear a mask because uh, this this is like, you know, if you guys don't wear your mask, then we're going to be down, and that's just stupid. That's just silly. You know, if, if Trump and the boys had taken that mentality that it's just stupid to wear a mask, and, you know, let's keep the economy going, let's wear masks. Honestly, that might have changed the election, but instead they kind of pretended it wasn't there. So, um, and he talks about, uh, you know, we have, everybody cares about getting the best out of you guys and there's more to come and you're going to make it personally as a competitor. Um, I didn't, I don't think I picked up all of this because one of the things they talked about is that you know, our game is toughness, and, and every game we play is a monument to toughness. And so what what can we learn from that as investors? Uh, you know, you have to be mentally tough. You have to be emotionally tough, mainly. When they say mental toughness, 
what they really mean is emotional toughness. And and that's been a challenge for me personally. You know, you tend to get discouraged and and then you have sort of a, a loser mentality and you have to fight that. Uh, you have to be resilient. I'm, I'm going to write a piece about sales that's called Alligator Skin. And I had, I got in an argument with a, a guy I'm in business with a, a while back, and I have a guy working for me who's actually a combat veteran from, uh, he's from Bosnia, so he was in those Balkan Wars there. And it, he, he gave me a piece of advice. He says, you know, you have to be less, you can't be so thin-skinned when, when people criticize you. And uh, I thought, you know, that's good advice because a lot of arguments are are uh, result from, you know, somebody makes a comment about you and you get defensive and upset and you start fighting back. And, you know, if you got thicker skin, then the, you don't get into that. You know, if you take those sorts of criticisms as a challenge, like when I was an athlete back at Carmel, you know, I'd, the coaches would be all over you. And, you know, you wouldn't push back. You would just say, hey, you know, I got to get my act together. And you would you would work at it and take it as a challenge. And you'd kind of channel your anger at being criticized into uh, motivation and work harder so that you don't get that criticism anymore. So, uh, so those are kind of some of the things that go through your mind, at least my mind, <coughs> when... I see something like that. That's one of the reasons I guess I'm a Notre Dame football fan and a a football fan in general because there are a lot of analogies to uh, to the real world. You know, if you learn how to be an athlete, um, particularly in a contact sport, but, you know, even as a wrestler. I mean, I was a terrible wrestler. But I started out abysmal, <clears throat> and I got to be just bad. You know, I worked, I worked at it for three years, and, and when I got there, I mean, I didn't know the first thing about it. It was like either join the, I was not a good athlete, so it was either cross country or wrestling, and so I took wrestling because I didn't want to run. We ran more on the wrestling team, I think, than the cross country team did. And, uh, I mean, it was hand-to-hand combat every day. And, uh, you know, I was so bad when I first started because a lot of guys had been wrestling like since they were in high school or grammar school and i you know i was like this is a football level so it took me a while just to learn the moves and then to become and at all proficient at them um took even longer so i you know by my senior year i'd kind of caught up a little bit to these other guys but uh you know, just the act of working at it and sticking with it and, and being perseverant, I guess, uh, was of some character-building value. And, uh, you know, you, you learned not to uh, get angry at criticism and just take it, take it to heart and, and realize they were trying to make you better. And that, that's kind of the way you have to look at feedback from the market, right? If the market... Uh, punishes you then you just have to take that as a lesson and say okay what do i need to learn what's my lessons learned from the i put a post out on the uh, on the litigation connection website or or uh, linkedin page the other day and it's like lessons learned you know there was this guy who was a like major and i think the british army 
And, uh, you know, he had rejiggered NATO's forces to push responsibility down to the man on the ground, which is always, or the woman on the ground these days, which is always a good idea because you can be much more responsive and it takes far less time to make a decision in a fast moving environment. So there was lessons learned. You know, you if you get your butt kicked, then you say, okay, what lesson can we learn from that? And then on your next trade, you remember that. Uh, my partner, who was a novice in options, got his face ripped off on one of his first trades. And I said, okay, well, what what lesson do you learn from that? First of all, don't invest in something you don't understand. Uh, and second, you know, when in doubt, don't. I mean, you don't want to... You don't want to be a tourist in a in a market, you know. You don't want to be the guy who just got off the plane and says, "Hey, what's down that alley?" You know, you want to paper trade this stuff for a while and figure it out and see what happens, and you know, then start small. You know, that's another thing. Position size. Uh, he put some pretty big chips on the table, and you don't want to start that way. You know, like if you're uh, if you walk into the casino, you never play blackjack. You know, you don't want to go to the $200 table, you know, try your hand at the, at the dollar table and then work your way up. So, so there's test and roll out. That's the same thing in, in direct marketing. You know, I used to do direct mail marketing. So you don't get a list of all 330 million Americans and, and try it first because then you're bankrupt the first time out of the box. Same thing with email. We used to do emails and guys say, oh, I want to go to all the doctors. I'd say, no, you don't. Try 5000 see if it works. If it doesn't, save you a lot of money. But people were in a rush. So, you know, and that's another lesson you learn. Don't, don't be, be patient, you know. Start small, you know, increment your, increment your stake. Uh, play with the house money, you know. If you, if you win a, if you win on a trade, take your original investment off the table and then play with house money. You can never lose that way. So, uh, you know, you got to manage your risk, manage your position size, and and, and tr do the trial and error thing. You know, one of the things is check your ego at the door. One of the, one of the reasons I think people get defensive is they're trying to preserve their own egos. Now, leave, check your ego at the door, you know. I mean, what you want to do in trading or football or sports or anything, you know, is you want to... Uh, Conf competence breeds confidence, right? So don't walk in there overconfident, which is like an insecurity factor. And we see some of that, I think, in in Trump, you know. Sometimes when you're too afraid of losing, it's because your ego will get crushed. You have a fragile ego and you're insecure. Um, you know, don't be afraid to go out there and, you know, lose money on a trade, as long as it's money you can afford to lose and it's manageable and then you learn something from it and then you go back and reconfigure and as you become more competent, you become more confident. So your confidence becomes a function of your competence, not just a, you know, a, a, a sort of a, a, a false confidence, if you will. It's just based on ego preservation. So that's that's kind of the psychology of trading, I guess, would be the episode title. Now that I've gotten to the end of it, I just I just wanted to talk about that uh, Notre Dame football thing. That stuff just turns me. <laughs> that just turns me on, you know. So. Uh,
we got a winning football team in in uh, South Bend, and we've got a poor excuse for a professional football team in Chicago. So your Saturdays, if you're a football fan and a Notre Dame uh, Bears fan, which is a family tradition in our family, at least on the Nugent side, your your Saturdays are better than your Sundays, but at least the whole weekend isn't abysmal. So, uh, anyway, I think that's about it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this a little offbeat and uh, sort of a good weekend edition type of an idea I stumbled upon, I, I guess. So, anyway, um, live long, prosper, wear your mask, do what Brian Kelly says, and, uh, you know... I mean, they won some games because they were healthy and other teams were sick. In fact, they got themselves into the ACC championship because Wake Forest couldn't play because of the virus. So uh, so masks are for winners. I think I'll get myself a Notre Dame football mask. Take care. Bye-bye.